Welcome to Echo Online Service. You might be wondering why we're using a Clementine as a baseball. Straight! Baseball! We are so excited you are joining us today. Today, we continue our series from Pastor Andy and Christy on Home Base, where we're all stepping up to the plate, see what I did there, to keep our relationships healthy and thriving. This week, we're talking about how honesty modeled after biblical principles will help us win the game. High five, good game. Hey, guess what? It's the very end of May, which is also Mental Health Awareness Month. We are putting together some gifts for the mental health professionals in our community. As we're all well aware, mental health professionals have been through a very difficult and busy season. We want to show them some appreciation and some kindness and some encouragement. Um, so for this project, if you'd like to partner with us, you can select the generous line item when giving on our website or through the Church Center app. Thank you for being a part of our Echo Fan. We hope you enjoy our online Echo service. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game.
you are thankful for the one who conquered it all. First Corinthians eleven twenty three says this, for I've received from the Lord what I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus on the night that he was betrayed took bread and when he, when he did, he gave thanks and he broke and he said, this is my body, which is for you. And do this in remembrance of me. If you didn't get a uh, communion cup, I'd encourage uh, you to raise your hand and someone can deliver. But I just wanna take a moment and I wanna pause within the midst of this beautiful day to remember the champion and how he won the victory. He won the battle in a different way. And so today, just in your space, with your family, with your friends, I just want you to introspect. I want you to ponder upon Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, what happened in the grave and what he's done in our life and position our life and our hearts in a place of thankfulness. Can we do that this morning? At the same time, I believe some of us, we just need to come back to Jesus. You know, say maybe this week has been rough. And this is just a reminder as we come to remember Jesus with his blood and his body being broken for us, that it's, it's, it's repositioning ourselves at a place of surrender. And so I've asked the band just to play this song and just help us begin to process maybe what God wants to do within us this morning. So again, feel free to just reflect and ruminate on Jesus and what he did on the cross and beyond uh, as they lead us here in a short song. Bless. 
take your bread out. Jesus broke it on the night he was betrayed and in giving thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Jesus, today, we thank you that you willingly laid down your life for a friend. In fact, God, your scriptures say that we're actually an enemy, but you died for us anyway. That even in our failures, failures and even in our faults, you still love us. And that's how we take. We take this bread in simple thanks. The posture of you not owing us anything, but yet us turning back and saying, saying this, have everything, God. Jesus' name, you may partake of the bread. You gotta love these moments. I'm using my lapel mic next time. Jesus said, This is my cup in the new covenant. My new covenant in blood and do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this club uh, cup you proclaim the lord's death until he comes <laughs> this is a day where we remember that is not over that jesus is not done yet and that jesus will return this is a life that is temporary, but God desires eternal work within us. Can I hear an amen? amen. So Jesus, today we come and we bring this, this grape juice to you. And, and God, may this be an illustration of the blood that was poured out for us. May it be a, remem a, remind a reminder, Lord, that it costs something. 
And we say, say thank you because of that. We thank you for healing. We thank you for restoration. We thank you for hope. We thank you the love that you've displayed to us. And today we wrap our arms around you and remember you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, you may partake. in your presence today. In Jesus' name, and everybody shouted, amen. amen. Is everybody glad to be here this morning? What's up, Coach Wade? We're back for some more. Let's play ball. Christy had such a great time here. I got a membership. <laughs> she was here at 11 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we're here and uh, we're here to learn. So what, what do you got for us today? So we're going to cover hitting. So one of the most important things of hitting is timing, mm -hmm. right? Like in relationships and everything else, there's mm -hmm. timing. Um, in hitting, it's about timing the ball. In pitching, it's about disrupting the timing. Mm. So we're going to learn a little bit about just being on time to hit mm -hmm. the ball, mm -hmm. right? Hit it hard. We're going to actually have a little gamification here that we can mm -hmm. do and see if we can get that right. And, and then, then my goal after that is to break the timing mm. and kind of talk about uh, how pitchers do that mm. and uh, how that can relate to even relationships. Uh, one of the first things we do is we start off on the tee. And you're, you're going to laugh, but even big leaguers do a lot of tee work. Okay. Ready? Go. Oh. Nope, and that's natural. <laughs> that is natural. <laughs> Sometimes I hit the wrong things. So Should I, want, I angle? Just ha what? I want it to feel natural to you. I want it, it doesn't feel natural. Okay. Feels very odd. Yeah. So I want you to be able to like, we always talk about just like lifting my leg up, like you're getting ready to really punch Why are you laughing, heart. cameraman? Okay. Better. Nope. Better? Look at that. What are we looking at? So, oh, technology. Yep, so you just hit the ball. That LA stands for launch angle, and your EV is exit velocity. So that's how hard you hit the ball. Um, I get high school kids that are in the 80s and 90s. That, that would make them a, a high-level high school player. Um, you know, kids that hit in the 70s and 60s. But yeah, so we're going to see if we can get you up to like 50. Okay. 
That would be our goal, to hit it hard enough to hit 50. Okay? I, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, are you ready? Totally. So, ready? Yeah. Here we go. Like That's that. a harder swing. Why are you reacting? <laughs> <laughs> you crushed the tee at 50. You crushed it. What does Charlene get? Um, <laughs> I've never seen that. <laughs> I have not seen that. That's a hit. So that get was, away that from awesome. me. That was awesome. Uh, what did Charlene get? Probably about the same. Yeah. So she, she swings angry. I think she pins up all her relationship anger at me. You know that whole four horsemen thing we're learning? I think she just holds it, comes in the cage, and just hits and she's my head, I think. At times. Angry. Yeah, ugly face. Yep. Oh, ah. so <laughs> Swing and a miss. <laughs> okay. Now you're oh. too far away. Well, there you go. There you go. Ready? Give me your up. Look at that batting cage going again. 45-5. That was a good hit ball. So why do you know? Oh. Swing and a miss. <laughs> so get away. Stop! <laughs> Get away from me. Christy, don't quit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but that is impressive because I have not seen that before. That to me is really impressive. Twice. Ready? This is my last one. I'm okay, last one, no matter what. Come on. Oh, that was a good one. I know. That was a good I hit one. The stupid stick. Let me do one more time, then I'm done. <laughs> That's where I get afraid. I'm very afraid of balls hitting me. <laughs> Quit laughing. That was a two strike hit and you got 30 miles an hour. <laughs> well, Wade, this week we're gonna talk a little bit about honesty and how that's the first base to, to all healthy relationships. In relationship to baseball, how does that pertain? Oh, there's so many things within baseball. There's, there's unwritten rules of things that are considered acceptable and unacceptable. Um, this web of dishonesty yep. that happens and untruths, suddenly mm -hmm. you're dealing with, how do you untangle that? Yep. You know? Yeah, it's kind of crazy because Mark McGuire, Jose Consego, All these guys. All those guys, Barry Bonds. Mm -hmm. And those guys, I'm like, I was, that was my era of watching baseball. Yeah, that's your idol. Like I loved him. I get the Mark McGuire rookie card. Yeah, yeah. It you was know? worth a lot at one point. Now yeah. it's probably not worth yeah, anymore. Yeah, not so much. So I think that's really true. When you think about the legacy that you kind of leave and the honesty piece and, um, you know, honesty with yourself. Yep, so dishonesty, although it could pay off immediately, it hurts you in the long run. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Then that's really what happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, now you're seeing that legacy move on. Like you said, Mark mm -hmm. McGuire and others, they all are not getting voted into the Hall of Fame. Yep. So what happens now when you have this mm -hmm. whole entangled thing? Mm -hmm. Is it, are they legitimate players or not? Yep. You know, and unfortunately, a lot of them were. Mm -hmm. They made a poor decision during yep. a period of their life. Yeah, crazy. Christy, who's your favorite baseball player? Kirby Puckett. <laughs> Kirby, Kirby's great. Who do you who do you play for? The Twins. There you go. You got it. <laughs> Big Kirby's, fan. Yep. Don't know his number. Don't know anything, but liked him. Liked him. Thanks again, Wade. You bet. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thank you. For see you back us. next week. Yeah. Let's get after it. We're just fielding. <gasps> okay. I'll Sounds see you good to me. I have a membership. 
Yes, uh, let's honor Christy Day. Thank you, the honor. I, uh, I think what's funny is, is there's a good like 30 minutes of filming me, but I'm not nearly as funny as her, so I just let her have the stage, you know what I'm saying? That's how I honor my wife. Or it's just you're the editor, so <laughs> you only show it's me. So true. And I'd like to say that I got home runs and I hit the ball with a batting cage, batting machine thing, and you still don't show those things, so thanks. <laughs> I am better than he makes me look. You are. Thank you. Thank you. Are you guys having fun with this series? So last week we kicked off home base and we talked about getting on the field and just basically looking at your life and looking and going over who's on my team, where am I at, am I even practicing, and just honestly looking and evaluating and seeing opportunities for growth, opportunities for ways for you to get better. And so I have a long ways to go, as you can see. So we're having a little fun with showing some humor, but our heart in this series is to challenge you and inspire you in your relationships to evaluate and to make progress in this season. Amen. You guys ready? Yes. Yes. I'm ready. Yes. And we're Please, on. Welcome to our living room, by yes, the way. Yes, we're in the living room. Here we are. This is how we are. Just a small little discussion at the Cass family house. Yes. Real talk. Real talk with Andy and Christy. It's good. And so our goal over the next couple of weeks is to talk about the bases. And so we feel, Andy and I, as we were preparing for this in breaking down principles in the aspect of having healthy relationships, whether you are married, whether you are dating, whether you go to work every single day, you have neighbors, you're cohabitating, you have roommates, all of us are in relationships, right? And I think all of us have an opportunity to grow in some areas. Maybe we are struggling with one. So first base is, do you know it, Andy? Just testing I'm just you. Test, I'm testing you. That's why I paused. First base <laughs> is what we're talking about today. It's honesty. So we're going to get honest with you. Second base is respect. Third is commitment. And then fourth, which is home base, is love. And so every week we're going to focus on one of these. And so for those of you, let's just say this right now, maybe you thought of bases in a different way growing up. If you were me, we're going to switch it up and we're going to have you think positively here, folks. So I'm just going to say that right now because we believe that we need all of these elements to have a healthy relationship. And maybe one of them is blaring at you where you're like, I need to work on this. And so Andy and I want to unpack what honesty looks like today. That's right. Uh, you know, Christy and I, last week, we confessed a lot before, before you. And as actually I was thinking and processing through what we do on stage in a relational series, uh, it reminds me of my parents' faith and specifically my dad. My dad grew up Catholic and he, he would go from time to time to confession. But in the Catholic realm, you go into a solitary room, right, or in a kind of a closet thing, and then you confess your sins to just one other person. Well, just because we're hardcore at Echo, we've thought, why not confess our sins in front of hundreds? It's super so, easy to do, by the way. As awkward as it might have been for my dad, just understand, it's that much more awkward for us <laughs> to be open to you and to tell you like how we are and how we're just real individuals trying to love Jesus and love each other. Can I hear an amen? amen. And so we believe that there are four bases to a healthy relationships. Christy just kind of unwrapped those. And today for honesty, uh, really the idea with honesty is we believe that your relationship will only be as healthy as you are honest. That's good. Now just, just, just 
pause for one second. And some of you are like, automatically you go into this idea, like, yeah, I'm honest. I don't lie. And, and you know what? I, I think although that might be true, I think sometimes you, you may not be fully honest. And I think there is a fine line to figure this all out. But let's, let's jump to the Bible really quickly uh, just to kind of uh, see how from the beginning of time, honesty has been difficult for humanity. Now, if you have your Bibles, open up to Genesis chapter four. It's the story of Cain and Abel. And in verse two, it says, Abel kept the flocks and Cable, or Cable, Cain worked the soil. Abel kept the flocks and Cain worked the soil. We have a brother relationship here. And if you have siblings, you all understand this. It's not easy, right? I mean, one of the things for us, you know, and I, um, it, it's very interesting and, and difficult and complex to make sure that our children get along with each other. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And, and it's a constant fight just to get along. And so what we see is here two brothers doing two different things. They have their responsibility. And, and from the outside looking in, you think that one could just take care of the livestock and the rest would just take care of their living, the living plants and it would just be that easy. But what we find here is although there are two different lanes, comparison starts creeping in. You see where I'm going with this? And so the story goes in something like this. In the course of time, time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord, okay? Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. It insinuates this idea that Cain beat Abel to the punchline, to the starting blocks. Maybe this is, maybe to the, I would say to the starting blocks. He, he just out of his ambition was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make sure that my gift comes to God quicker. And he does that. And then what we find is then it says, Abel also brought an offering, a fat portion from some of the firstborn of his flock. Now, what you've got to do in this story is you've got to, you have to understand that like when, when they were putting together the Torah, what, what was the foundational aspects of the Jewish faith, like every little detailed matter because they didn't have paper. Okay, it was an oral Torah. It was something they passed on generation after generation. So for us, we would normally write a really long story because we can write that down. They couldn't because they wanted to mem be memorized and it passed down generation to generation. So you just have to understand some of these little minute details matter way more than our normal stories. And so what we find is here is Abel brings his offering to God first and then Cain brings his second, but he brings his best. Y'all see what I'm saying here? And then it says this, the Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. I want to speculate with you today on why this is. See, I believe Cain brought some, Abel brought his best. I actually think when I read this story that Cain quite possibly didn't bring his best, but he sure acted like he did. 
I think this story has a lot to do with comparison, but comparison, but I think it also has a lot to do about coming to God in an honest way. That when we bring our offering, it's, it's not about bringing it weekly and, and bringing it first, but it's truly bringing the best from our hearts. And I think that this story of brother kind of feud, the first brotherly feud is a picture of one brother that brings an honest gift and one that brings not so much of an honest gift. And so what happens in response? Cain gets angry. Why? Because God rejected or didn't look in favor upon his, his gift. And what happens? His face goes downward. And then, then the Lord says, Cain, why are you so angry? Why are you so downcast? And then this is the teaching moment. God says, if you do what is right. Let me rephrase this. If you do what is honest, you, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, if you do what is wrong, sin is crouching at your door and it desires to have you, but you must rule over it. And the end of the story is this, is when no, excuse me, when, Cain, when no one's looking, Cain murders Abel. And I think we can learn something in this story when it comes to how we navigate through honesty, how we navigate through life, how we navigate through relationships is in relationships, I think the biggest challenge is comparison. Can I hear an amen? It is so difficult to look at our neighbor. It is so difficult to, to look at the person that is, that is achieving what they are on the ball field, right? Or in sports or at work and, and be able to look in the mirror and go, okay, well, but I'm just not really meeting those standards. See, I think what we see in the scripture is it starts with dishonesty, dishonesty, dishonesty in the offering and then eventually leads to disappointment, which is rejection. And then ultimately leads to disengagement. In our relationship, if comparison starts kind of ruling us and be able to control us and, and lead us, then I believe this is the process that we will find ourselves in. It will go from dishonesty to disappointment to disengagement, which ultimately leads to, to dis, a discontinued relationship. Does anybody relate to this at all? Do you understand what I'm saying here? Now, what's interesting, there's this word yatab in the Hebrew that it says, what is, which means what is right. So when, when God looks and says, hey, this is, this is the relational lesson, it's the word yatab, what is right. If you do what is right, interesting enough, yatab shows up again, and, in, and, and this is where it shows up. It's when Abraham, Abram, when his name is Abram, goes into a foreign country and he brings his wife and he does what is right in his eyes. And what does he do? He says this, this isn't my wife, this is my sister. He, he atopped. He did what was right in his own eyes. In verse 13, this is what God says. He says, or this is what, this is what uh, Abram says. Please say that you are my sister so that it might yatab with me. It might go well with me for your sake. And so I will stay alive because of you. And so... Verse 16, it says, he treated Abraham well 
for her sake because she lied, because of her dishonesty. And he gave Abraham sheep and cattle and male and female donkeys and male and female slaves and camels. I mean, it was the equivalent of the Escalade. Come on, can I hear an amen? I mean, it took, he just did what he did. It went well for him. But what we find with this story is although it went well with Abraham, it did not with Pharaoh. And it said Adonai inflicted a great plague on Pharaoh and his household because of Sarah, Sarai, Abraham's wife. And Pharaoh looks back at Abraham and he says this, what have you done to me? What am I trying to say? It was right for Abraham, but wrong for everybody else. Dishonesty may work for the moment, but it will always create a mountain to overcome later. Can you understand what I'm saying? And that's what we can learn in scripture. These stories illustrate this one idea. Dishonesty makes it unfair for everyone. And so what we want to do is just unpack uh, this idea about honesty and, and just present this idea that honesty is a, is a, comp- a really truly, I believe, a complex action. Honesty is a complex word. It's just not as simple as the definition might tell you. It's hard to live it out. I think too, as Andy's talking, a word that pops up to me over and over is justification. Mm-hmm. When we're dishonest, we start justifying our actions. Correct. We justify maybe our reasoning, our logic. If it is lying, even just going back to when Andy was talking about dishonesty leads to disappointment and then leads to disengagement. And I can think of myself and relationships with people is when I am being dishonest with maybe hurt, pain, disappointment, and I'm not being completely honest or, you know, we just, we start justifying our actions or even justifying being honest about how I'm hurt or where you wronged me or this is not okay. What ends up happening is you disengage. You just, you're, or, and it's that whole justification. And then the comparison thing, like I think futuristic, like, well, there's no point anyways. It's always going to be this way. I think of family dynamics in how it's super easy to slip things under the rug or ignore things, or you just, well, that's the way it's always been. This is our family. This is how we do things. And we just start justifying. And then what, yes, we're talking about Cain and Abel and there's a murder involved. But the worst part about that is full disengagement where we just quit. We quit trying. We quit being honest. We put on this face that's false and we start lying about how we really are or how someone's hurt us. And so I think if we can really have a relationship with other people where we have that safe place where we can hold space for people and be honest and transparent, beautiful things happen. That's absolutely correct. Jesus teaches that murder actually starts in the mind. <laughs> and some of us, we've walked in here today and we are so proud because we did not murder anybody on the way to church today. Or even in your words. I mean, yes. I have said some pretty nasty things in my life that I have regret for. And even just that justifying, well, I was mad or they wronged me, but that taking ownership and apology and taking ownership and like laying down my pride that I need help. Dishonesty makes it unfair for everyone. I want, to re- I want to read this to you. If we continue to be dishonest with self and others, believing that we are building a better life for now will actually bounce a ball down the road that is too hard to throw. Yeah. It's too hard to carry. And so what we want to do is, is unpack four observations 
on the word honesty. Honesty is a funny thing. So number one, Christy, what is our first observation? We believe honesty is a line to run upon, the baseline. So what does this mean? For us, we feel like you're on a fine line of you're either truth-telling or you're not telling the truth at all. I don't know about you, but I, I see in today's culture where I hear statements, all, well, I'm just being honest. So whether that's in a conversation, whether that's in you justifying a nasty status on the, the social media circuit, or maybe it's a reshare, well, I'm just being honest, I'm just sharing my opinion, this is what I think, but it's like, it's cutthroat. Any of you experience that or you read it and it's like honesty isn't supposed to be this alarming thing that's triggering someone, but, or we're saying, well, or it's the opposite fine line of justifying a lie or justifying um, me really just showing up and trying. Absolutely. This, this idea, I don't want you to miss this, is if honesty is the baseline in baseball, right? If you go too far left, it's truth to, it's brutal truth. And if you go to the right, is not quite truth. <laughs> do, y'all, do y'all get what I'm saying? Have you ever watched the movie uh, Liar, Liar by Jim Carrey? <laughs> now, you might not want to admit that you watched it, but, but, the, but if you watch that show, it is a picture of brutal truth. I mean, he can't even hold anything back. And, and uh, it was interesting, as I was thinking about this word honesty, I automatically thought of my friend who is a lawyer and how his job is to decipher honesty. And when I chatted with him, and I'm not sure if he's here today, uh, but, but he actually said, he's like, I actually, in the court of law, just assume untruth before I do t- assume truth. Like I kind of start there understanding that most people have difficulty with truth. It's hard to be a truth teller. And at, at the same time, some of you are way too gifted, gifted in this truth telling this world. And so I'm just wondering if, 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 um, if we begin to look at this fine line and go, okay, am I supposed to tell truth, like, like a brutal truth here, or am I supposed to kind of like walk this line and be able to look at what I'm saying and what I feel compelled to say and to really ask this one question, what is my motive? Let the motive keep you on the line. We have an example of truth-telling and not-so-truth-telling in our relationship. Which one are we doing? I don't know. I'd like for you to please confess, because I don't want to confess this week. Oh. <laughs> he will. Don't I worry. will confess. Um, okay, I have a few. Finances. Let's go back to finances. They liked it so much. Christy likes, <laughs> Christy likes to buy things. So, okay, there's two things I do with the finances. I'll be honest. Andy likes to say, how much was that? And I'll say, usually it's like in a $10 realm. So if it was 58, I'll say it was 50. <laughs> He's caught me. Or he loves to say, when did you buy that? A while ago. I've had that for a while. A, wh- a while can mean a lot of things. It could mean two days ago. So I'll, I'll confess one of our bigger arguments. Um, so knowing that's what Christy does... Notice how I didn't say that's not who she is. That's shame, right? You know, I'm not sure. but Honor, she, so give she me lots that. of compliments today. Um, I got a little spicy here a couple months ago, and, 
And uh, I don't know, I've been saving up for a bike trainer and I went and bought a bike trainer from my friend and uh, he was in the room and uh, I might've told him, don't, don't talk to Christy about it, but um, <laughs> it was a little bit more expensive than my earlier bike trainer that I just wasn't really enjoying. He's too cheap for the Peloton. Yeah, too cheap for the Peloton. Yet, um, yet I, I like the creativity of this one that I purchased and was just looking for the best one for my bike style. And uh, I came home with this expensive piece of equipment. And, um, and Christy said, well, how much did you pay for that? And I said, oh, it's my I turn to ask. I just said, well, a few hundred bucks. I just picked up on what she does. I just escalated instead of tens. Justification. I just did it in a hundreds. And how many of you know that landed me in the doghouse? Because about three days later, Christy... Doing his laundry, find the receipt in the pocket. The Lord provides. <laughs> uh. And I want him to have it. Thank you, Aaron. It is a beautiful thing. It just, I just loved that I could bust him one time. Honesty, it's good. So this is what I want you to ask. I want you to ask this when you're about to have this fine line, baseline type of discussion with your significant other. Is honesty gonna build people up or is it gonna tear people down? That's the question you've gotta ask. What's the second um, observation about honesty, Christy? It is to do not confuse on your honesty with actual truth. Say that again. Don't confuse your honesty with actual truth. And this is just a lot about unpacking the word what honesty means because we misuse this word all the time. We're not talking about truth. We're talk we are talking right now about your feelings. Cuz sometimes it's your feelings are in front of actual truth. Anyone relate? I know for me I tell myself things are real and honest. I'm being honest with how I'm feeling, but it's, I just get stuck in the weeds with what's truth, what's not. And sometimes it's lies about how I feel about myself or lies about someone else, or there's hurt and there's patterns involved. And so there's that statement that we all say, like I brought up is if I'm being honest. And so just catch yourself before being too blunt or saying something you're going to regret, or even just taking the opportunity to be rude my daughter, my oldest, is 11, and we're, I'm, I'm walking this with her out every single day because she's in this position now. She's getting older. Her ideas are abstract. She's growing up. She's entering middle school, and she'll say something sassy to me. She's like, I'm just being honest, Mom. I'm like, I know you're being honest, but it's the delivery. It's the way you're saying it, and I'm still the adult. You know, and I catch myself all the time like, yes, Zion is giving me a little sass, but it doesn't mean that I can give sass to other people because I'm an adult. And so I don't want to use the adult card, well, I'm an adult, or I can feel this way. So I just want to challenge you today to take a step, to take a pause, and to evaluate before you say something that you're going to have to apologize for. I think what we're trying to tell you is let's just use that word honesty for what it actually is. Let's not superimpose our feelings and say like, we're being honest. Uh, let's I think we could do better at just managing that, managing the use of that. I, I think it's just natural for us to misuse this word because, because of the commercials that we watch on TV, right? 
Buy this at $19.99 and guaranteed or your money back. Sometimes I think we use that with our feelings. And, 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 and how many of you really enjoyed my impersonation of commercials? Anyway? But uh, I just want to say this. I, honesty, let's just like, if it's our feeling, let's call it being our feelings. Let's let honesty be honesty and truth be truth, okay? Let our feelings be feeling. Let me just tell you this. I, feelings will never cut the grass. Faithfulness will. It just never won't, it never will work. And so let us uh, just be managers of that word a little bit better. The third uh, observation with honesty is this, is, and this is where the rubber hits the road, is honesty is just gonna take some practice. <laughs> some of you might actually be sitting there going like, why? like Andy, you're talking like you lie all the time. No, I'm just being honest that sometimes it's hard to be honest. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> Christy, you want to unpack the practice component of honesty? Well, I just think of even the illustration of the great video that we showed earlier is we can all laugh and watch me in, in a video every single week, but if I'm not getting to the field every single day, it's going to be the same me missing the ball and not catching the ball and looking like a fool. But my whole heart is for all of us to evaluate our life and like baseball, like this analogy is that if we committed to this every single day, our life will look different in a year. I guarantee it. Our relationships will look different. And so even right now, as we are talking, what's one thing that maybe, maybe it's two, it's two options that you have. It's what do I need to physically be honest about right now? Or where do I need to have grace, right? Where do I need to like have that cushion in my delivery and the practice? Because I know for me, if I'm struggling, we've brought up finances, we've brought up these things, I can bring that up and have an honest, transparent conversation with Andy, but then I need him on my team helping me. It's that daily check-in, it's the weekly check-in, it's us playing catch and, and coming up with a game plan and coming up with how are we actually going to succeed at this? So you can all have these hard conversations, but if we're not having a plan, we're not gonna get anywhere. There is hurt involved, right? Or it's just that justification again, well, I said it and nothing happened. I'm not gonna do it anymore. I know I've been there. I was super vulnerable and nothing, look where it got me. I'm actually more hurt now. Or now it's being used as a weapon. Christy struggles with this and I'm gonna throw it in her face every day right? So for Andy and I, it's being partners and committed to helping each other practice. Absolutely. Christy, those are some nice shoes you have there. Thanks, Andy. Are they new? No. <laughs> I thought we would practice You're honesty ridiculous. in front of everybody. I got these in Florida with you. Okay, 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 just checking. Sometimes I need a healthy reminder. I just think I need a new pair of shoes every week for being the target this, uh, in this series. I, I just Size think like... Nine. Healthy honesty will take practice and it takes grace. And 2 Timothy 2.5 says this, and I think this is, this is a really good thing to put honesty at the beginning or just like our thought pattern is also an athlete can, can't win a contest until he competes according to the rules. Healthy relationships happens with honesties, honesty first. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. And lastly and quickly, honesty may hurt today, but it will, better, it will build a better future, a better foundation for a future. How so, Andy? How so? <laughs> um, James 3.13 says this, is who is wise and understanding among you, 
Let them show it by their good life, by good deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. I think if we're not gonna be honest, what we have to understand is although it may get us out of a pickle, it might get us out of a imminent, immediate fight, it will ultimately begin to create barriers and bring disconnection in our relationships. And we see in verse 14 of James uh, chapter three, it says, but if you harbor bitter envy, okay? This is painting a picture of disconnection in relationship. If you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Don't be dishonest. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it is earthly, unspiritual. And listen to this, it's demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find discord and every evil practice. I mean, really, this is a picture of Cain and Abel. Abel. At some point, there was a disconnection. And I believe it started with dishonesty. It started with this comparison game that ultimately brought a disconnect within a relationship. I want to tell you this morning, there is hope. Verse 17, it says, but wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all, pure and peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy. It has good fruit. It's impartial impartial, and it is truthful. I just want to say too, breakthrough happens when you're honest. And sometimes, yes, it is amazing to have some, a human being next to you when you're going through a hard time, but I want to challenge you right now to cling to God. Some of my lowest points that I've had in my life, I actually will recite and read the book of James every single day. A few years ago, we were going through a lot and every part of me wanted to scream from the rooftops some of the hurt and the pain and justifying that I wanted to let everyone know what I was feeling. But what I felt God tell me is, Christy, it starts with you and me. It starts on your knees. It starts in the daily position of surrender and praying and reading words. Even if you don't believe it in the moment, I'm going to read this until I do. Confession is so important. Going to Jesus and just seeking him in the aspect of God, I need a fresh start. I need your perspective and not mine. Because it says in James, like Andy said, that wisdom comes from heaven. God is pure. He is peace loving. He is considerate and kind. He sees you for who you are. And so I just want you to know that you are not alone, that there is a fresh start to be had in your relationship with God, in your relationship with people who you do life closely with, because he is a God that sees us. And, but it just starts with us just saying, I need you. I can't do this alone. And what we do here at Echo is every week we pray a prayer, an honest prayer. Say, God, we don't have this figured out, but you do. And I sense there's some people in this room that have walked in this space. And if you're going to be honest, if you're actually going to look at your feelings, you feel far from God. But the truth is, 
he's not far from you. And that today is an invitation into a honest relationship with Jesus. And we believe that if we can have this authentic relationship with Jesus, and we learn that, and we practice that, we can go into whatever relationship is around us and build healthy relationships. Can I hear an amen? So Echo Church, I'm gonna ask that the tech team puts the the prayer on the screen, but I, I would want to invite you. This might be for the first time, this might be for the hundredth, but can we pray this prayer today as we say, Jesus, we need you. Church, let's pray. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name. And everybody said, would everybody stand up across this room? I wanna take a moment and I just want to respond. A message like today where Christy and I were, were kind of like, kind of making fun of each other like we do in love, agape love, which we'll talk about soon, four weeks from now. And we've kind of goofed around, but I, I do sense that some people have walked into this space and you are caught in a web of lies. I think today marks the day that you no longer need to live in regret and live in this fear of being found out. That today is the day that you walk out of that space and you begin to be honest. Honest with self and honest with others. And, I, and, I, and this is what I think. I, I, I think it would just be good to just start being honest with the small things in your life. And I just believe that we just, if we're more and more honest with the small things, then the bigger things will become natural. And today I just sense that this is more than just a word. This is more than just an idea. This is something that the spirit wants to do within us today, that no more man's words or wisdom could do anything more for you, but the Holy Spirit and his power can do that in a moment in you today. And I just sense that some people, man, you've, you, you, you've just lived a life of lies that today by the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit and what he can do is he can turn your life around. He can turn around a habit and make this, uh, your life be a life of faith and truth and practice in the way of Jesus, amen? I wanna pray over that person today. Jesus, God, no matter if they are, there's a spectrum of people that are stuck in a web of lies or they're just fibbing on a white lie, God. Or God, if we're truth tellers or we're just walking a little bit beyond just off the line of, of, of that truth, that honest that you honesty that you want us to navigate. God, I just ask that you and your spirit would do a work within us today, that you would motivate us, that you give us the power, the spirit that you, the spirit, God, would empower us to be truth tellers in a healthy way, God, that, that, that we would experience that with you 
but that would bleed, that that would sweat, God, that that would just go beyond self and would be infused within every relationship in our life. In Jesus' name, and if you agree with that, would you say amen? For some of us is maybe more of a challenge than others. So if we're transparent for a moment, this is not a strength of mine. Now I just just now it's kind of weird. One of the things I did when we first got married all the time was I would kind of tell most of the story, but I wouldn't tell the other part of the story that either would make me look stupid or get me in trouble or whatever those things are. 
I would be, like, there's just this area. I can't explain it fully, but it's something that I struggle with. So just if you're out there, we're in this together. I throw that out there. But it's, honesty is an interesting thing. So if you ask me if I like your shirt and you're wearing the ugliest shirt ever, I'm going to come up with some way to not say it's the ugliest shirt ever. Like, what a, man, what a crazy shirt and like a thumbs up or something. Now, my wife, on the other hand, is going to do the opposite. Her face will tell you how ugly your shirt is, but she also will care about you enough to tell you the truth. Jamie will never let you have a booger hanging out of your nose. Like, she's going to tell you, but guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to be like, oh, I don't want to make you feel bad. I'm not going to. It's just kind of a funny thing. It's a funny thing in the dynamics of relationships. But I've been really challenged over the last month in honesty. I listened to a podcast, and it talked about the stress. It's not a Christian podcast. It was from a psychological standpoint. It was talking about the stress and the weight you carry every time you lie what it does to you inside, what it does to your blood pressure. So what if today we make a commitment to more honesty? Now, maybe not trashing people's shirts if they don't ask us. Like, let's not go that way. But let's be a little more honest. In love, in mercy, in grace, let's be more honest. I want you to think about something. We, I, you heard in the announcement video today that we need a permanent location. Like that is something that we are striving for. It's super important. We need to figure out what we're doing at the end of August. But can I tell you something I'm super proud of? Every single month, even with that hanging out there, we send checks to different ministries to invest in what's God, what, what God's doing in other places. And I'm super proud that we're a church that trusts God. We can't stand here as a church and say, hey, we know sometimes money's tight, but you should give. And then not be the church that does it itself. In a time where financial uncertainty, what we're going to do at the end of August, at the end of the summer, is, is just out there. We are still monthly supporting other ministries, making a difference, and trusting God with the rest. And I'm proud of our church for doing that. Now, one of the things we like to do at Echo is we like to celebrate. So can we celebrate some new people in the room that are maybe here for the first time or the first time in a long time? And I want to celebrate a second group of people. Let's celebrate some people that said that prayer for the first time or the first time in a long time.